You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And welcome to another episode of On the Turnbuckle here on mypodcasthouse.com or whatever you're listening to us on. Thank you so much for joining us, Welshie and Lyle. Good day to you, boys. Very good day, Tony. How are you? Excellent. Thank you, mate. Extremely well. That's good. You don't look well. No, no, I'm feeling good. Yeah. What am I being? Like normal. Pale or something? Or? No, you look like normal. Oh, well, that's good. I'm always well. Lyle, how the hell are you? I'm doing well, mate. Uh, I think you look you look fine, Tony. Thank you, mate. I'll take my glasses off. Is that better? Uh, no, put them back no, on. Put them back on. Yeah, uh, please. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's good. It's good to see that you're well and looking well. Um, Should I not be well? I'm getting a sense here that you guys might know something. Well, you had a late that. night Saturday night, mate. We're just concerned. Yeah, you disappeared. Yeah, you, you didn't even see them into the main event. Uh, oh, Saturday night. Trying, what happened to you? No, you we'll discuss that a little bit later on. Yep, definitely. No, no, I, was Scotch and you disappeared. I had, I had an opportunity. Out, I, I received a text from uh, someone who I admire deeply, and I went and answered the text. Okay. It's very cryptic, Tony. Well, yeah, look, I don't know why. It wasn't a phone call. You didn't no, have no, to, no, the text just said, to take it. Text, a text said, you can I've do got it. one for you if you want it. So I went. I've, I've had a couple of those texts uh, in my days on a Saturday night too, Tony. Yeah. I've gone and picked it up. <laughs> that would have cost you what three hundred bucks. <laughs> Is that what they cost? No, no, it was free. It was free. Oh, free! Yeah, well, well, it was my first time, so it was more of a taste. Oh, okay, pass my get, number on. Well, to get me hooked. Okay, <laughs> we'll cover this stuff later. Let's do I, that. Um, I have more questions. Great interview last week. Who did we speak to? Uh, Emily. <laughs> He was good. He was great on Saturday night at MCW. He was great last week on the show. He was. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, obviously, it's a really big week in wrestling this week, so we've got a lot to talk about in the second half of the show. Um, but we sent you a challenge last week, Tony. Have you managed to have you managed to get track down your man? He's in a dumpster or an alleyway somewhere. I certainly did. I tracked down our man and he joins us right now. Ladies and gentlemen. A man who has been dubbed by himself predominantly as a legend of Australian wrestling, but there is no doubt that he is. Would you please welcome to the show, Cracker Jack. Hello, Crackers. I love, you know, you managed to get me. Oh, the notoriously elusive Cracker Jack. Never hear him on anyone's podcast. No, that's true. I have been heard. I have heard that. But, uh, <laughs> I just try to build it up, yeah, just to build it up a little like, bit. Yeah, it's like it was hardly a hard sell. Shoot my mouth off, share my opinions. I'll be doing it whether or not we're on a recording, so it's fine. I actually to just be fair, to be fair, 
I went into my phone and went under dollar quote and your number came up. <laughs> Excellent. To be fair, Tony doesn't have many um, great achievements and get it, so getting you one, he's got to have to hang his hat on. Yeah, yeah, we'll pretend it's not a really low bar. <laughs> Mate, congratulations, as I did say, though, on the, on the graduation. Thank you. You're now a fully-fledged wrestler again. You have worked hard and you finally got there. Yeah, I know. It's uh, and now I've got it. I'm like, oh, maybe this was a terrible mistake, <laughs> which is not. You know, I have considered that a couple of times along the way. It's not the first time I've considered this is maybe a terrible mistake. Um, what was it like going back to being uh, a full rookie again and getting uh, hazed and all that sort of stuff? Uh, it sucked. You know, it's uh, the thing with hazing is you're being slapped around by guys that you can kick the ass of, but you're not allowed to because of tradition. So that was bullshit. Uh, setting up the ring, that was bullshit. Paying my dues, that was bullshit. Uh, all the respect, God, the relentless respect, that was definitely bullshit. So, uh, yeah, I've got to say, not a fan. Uh, kids today, I give them all the credit in the world for eating all that shit in pursuit of their dreams. Because, uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's meant to toughen you up, and it does. But you would have had a, an advantage being uh, part of the ring crew for the second time in your career. You know, you would have been ahead of the other students. Yes. Uh, hilariously, some of them were the same rings I was assembling 22 <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Which is this, this, oh, my God, it's Fat Dom's on Festival Hall ring. Still, oh, you know, no. <laughs> these sort of things. Um, oh, Kurt Von Schneider's ring that used to have the uh, the wheels on the posts and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it's uh, these things are antiques now. They're like traction engines and shit like that. They should be in a museum. Fat Dom's uh, old ring used to have the broken boards on it, if I remember correctly. Yes, uh, which I don't know how that was happening because 90% of his crew couldn't bump. So I don't know how the boards <laughs> were out of place. But they were, I think it was just being uh, incompetently assembled, which was, you know, pretty much on brand for the whole operation. Uh, to be fair, it wouldn't have taken many, many bumps from Dom to break a board. Yeah, not him, and especially not for the first half of the show. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was. Uh, they did put a lot of work into it, but then they sort of dusted that ring up a bit when... It was used for the PWA ring and crippled a whole new generation of wrestlers. I was absolutely shocked and mortified at what happened at your graduation. The pleasure in your face of knowing that you were now going to get the opportunity to wrestle with your brother. And when he came out, you could just see a, a sparkle in your eye and thinking, this is great. This is you know what we're meant to be doing. And then all of a sudden, well, to put it nicely, things went to shit. Yeah, they did. I mean, you know, I, I, like I said, I want to wrestle with my brother Gore, but I didn't mean I want to wrestle with my brother Gore. <laughs> I mean, you've so, been yeah, hiding behind him. That was, uh, that was pretty devastating. While. Sorry? You've been hiding behind him for a while. I have. Well, it's my job as a manager, right? I'm not meant to outshine him or overshadow him. Uh, and Gore seemed pretty happy with that arrangement. It was, uh, you know, I'd fill out the paperwork and give him advice for negotiating the complexities and pitfalls of Australian wrestling politics. Uh, and in return, he'd do all the punching and kicking. Um, and I thought it was going to be a fairly smooth transition into us sharing that job as uh, an active tag team. But, uh, yeah, it, it didn't work out like that. I think... Um, I don't know. It feels like, pun intended, he doesn't feel like I'm up to snuff and wants to test me on that. So did you, have, work? did you have any indication did... at all in the last month or two in, in your communications with your brother that this might happen? 
Well, you've got to remember that we are siblings and like all siblings who pursue violence as a way of life, it's not like this is the first time we've kicked the shit out of each other. It's unlikely to be the last. So there is always a low-level violent frisson operating between us. We just, you know, tend to keep our shit together when we're actually, you know, competing because we don't want to bungle it and cause a disqualification or something. So there is always a chance when you're in the vicinity of gore that things are going to erupt into violence. It's, it's like owning a tiger in spandex, I guess, where, you know, you, most of the time you could say he's relatively, uh, not tame, but friendly, but he could still bite your arm off at any time. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, I, I witnessed him uh, pers- persuade Welshie to go back to training with him during the week by just resting his hand on Welshie's shoulder, and that was, that was convincing enough. Hey. <laughs> it's the he, didn't, he didn't flex at all he just put his hand on your shoulder and you went down to one knee and said I'll be back at training three <laughs> times next week who knew the Tongan death grip worked That's and have you say. been to training three times this week I've been twice oh, you got two days to tomorrow is another day I'll yeah, be there yeah. tomorrow oh there you go then um, it's bonus time <laughs> um, but so basically what I'm getting is we're going to be getting a glimpse at the Bastard Brothers Christmas dinner from most years. Yes. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, it's a pretty rare Christmas that these things don't explode into violence for some reason. Like, even if Gore, Brother Logan and I get our shit together to, you know, cooperate on Christmas, Cracker Jill's going to fuck it up anyway. So she's the most hostile and belligerent of all four of us. So no matter what, it's they're always a violent affair. It's, uh, you know, every Mother's Day ends up with someone going to hospital. This match at Thornbury is probably going to be no different. Who's the best in the family at slapping the turkey? <laughs> uh, Jill. That's what you do. Tony Christmas, always comes in with the... She's got the biggest hands. No, you carve it, Tony. Oh, you carve it. So I thought you had to tenderise it by slapping it. Yeah. That's what yeah, I do. Yeah, work through this shtick. Come on! <laughs> <laughs> He's always going to get his stick in. Yeah, um, yeah. How are you feeling coming out being a, a rookie again compared to the, uh, the first time you did it in your career? Uh, on some level, it's a lot easier. Because, you know, I know what it's like. I've been there. I understand that a lot of the the veterans who try to flex on you and pull rank on you, they're just, you know, fucking terrified that you're a hot young gun coming up through the scene and they're scared for their spot and they're scared to get the crap beaten out of them so they should be. Uh, The difference is, you know, now I am aware of that. So anyone who tries to pull rank on me, also I could just stab them in the dick. So that's not too much of an issue, really. Um, are you a little bit perplexed that you haven't been put in this um, Ascension tournament that MCW are running for all the bright young students? Uh, no, I asked to be excluded from the tournament. Um, like, I don't know. I've, I've not always been the best veteran, by which I mean, over the course of my career, I have not always acted in the best interests of the subsequent generations and those who are going to lace up their boots long after I am dead. So, uh, and obviously sometimes I've been far too generous and created absolute monsters like Loverboy and now maybe Gore. So there's got to be a middle ground. But I thought me going in this tournament, kicking the Christ out of, what, 15 children and then getting a trophy, like it's a, it's not going to make new stars, is it? 
it's not gonna it's not gonna forge a new generation we're not gonna end up with you know 15 other great wrestlers because they'll all be maimed and mutilated from spending time in the ring with a mad bastard so i didn't want a part of it i wanted ascension to create an opportunity for talents to truly ascend because you know otherwise there's no future and if i plan on sticking around and wrestling well beyond what is dignified and reasonable, then I'm going to need this subsequent generation to be up and running. You, sir, are just a humble, humble man. I mean, I you am. I just I've never so been much. fed before. You <laughs> won't say you won't say it yourself, but you're a legend of Australian wrestling. You shouldn't have to be doing Ascension tournaments for God's sakes. No, absolutely not. Like you know, I understand that in court, you know, I've kind of got a fresh start as a new wrestler, but obviously, you know. I'm not a new wrestler. I am a very old wrestler. So, you know, I, I have no place in the Ascension tournament. And I feel like I would uh, be spoiling it for others. And there's been a bunch of interest as soon as they announced it. So I'm really glad that people are getting excited about this and going to check out, you know, some of the people that are going to be main eventing, you know, in the short to long future. I am a little bit concerned for you, though, especially in regards to the, the term legend and the legend contract that yes. you are trying to get back. Of course, Loverboy has relinquished it and the opportunity now exists for Gore to possibly take that in your uh, bout next month. If he does somehow win, how does that uh, change your plans? Uh, Fairly significantly because I don't know that a highly empowered brother Gore is going to leave much of an industry for the rest of us to work in. Uh, Many, many, many years ago, brother Logan said his plan, if he had the power, was to gather every ring in Australia, put them all into one giant pile and burn all the rings. And uh, Brother Gore's got a similarly nihilistic view of it and stuff. So he would probably destroy the wrestling industry if he had the power to do so. So I think it's it's pretty important that someone like him doesn't have the uh, unfettered power that the Legends contract brings with it. I mean, he'd destroy the industry and everyone in it, I think would be his exact words. Yes, yeah, yeah, he would. I mean, you'd come in and the Thornbury Theatre would be like festooned with corpses and stuff like that. The whole thing would be thoroughly unpleasant for all involved. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's my duty uh, as, as uh, a legend of Australian wrestling to put a stop to this. But also, it is my duty as a big brother to kick the shit out of my younger brother. That's a, that's a proud tradition going as old as fraternal relationships. It's, it's my duty to bully my younger brother. And it's been a long time, but I don't forget and neither does he. I reckon it was probably a lot easier when you were 20 than what it is now. Yes. <laughs> yes, it was. And not just because he was 10. Exactly what I mean. Like, I, I don't know that 20 year old me walking into the Thornbury Theatre next month against current Gore was going to have much of a chance either. Because uh, I didn't know shit. I was, it was my first year of wrestling. I didn't know shit. I, was, I, you know, I had none of my skills, my, my deep and juicy bag of tricks that I'm going to be digging into to get this job done. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's better and worse now. Uh, on the other hand, even though I've got, you know, a tremendous body of knowledge, the other body I have to deal with is the physical one I'm taking into the match. And the fact is, you know, I'm uh, just about 43. I'm not coming in at my physical peak. I'm hauling around the, the baggage of multiple potentially career-ending injuries that I'm too stupid and stubborn to let actually end my career. So... You know, in some ways, thank Christ, I've got uh, the experience because, you know, I'm not coming in at, like, Gore's age. 
I mean, if, Jaws if, if got I'm... muscles in places that I don't even have places. So, <laughs> I'll thank you for the uh, Acropolis now quote. <laughs> if I could, uh, if I could ask a, a question relating to your family, I, I always had the feeling that your mum and dad were fairly short in stature, and that's where you got your height from. Well, not that you're too short. Where what, did like Gore get his, is. Where did um, get his height from? I think it's one of those. Um, you know, each successive child is bigger but that doesn't quite work because jill and i are twins and she was born half an hour before me it is you know obviously it looks way different and much bigger than i am yeah uh then there's me then there's brother logan who's bigger than all of us yeah so he's bigger than gore as well um i think partly it was the up- upbringing of gore i think uh i'm pretty sure when he was living in bamboo cages in the philippines practicing uh, mma that they were feeding him experimental chicken breasts and shit like that so i you know uh, much like adam bomb gained a significant amount of his size not from lifting weights but from the radiation at three mile island similarly i think gore's mass is uh nuclear power makes sense yeah, it all checks out. <laughs> you can't argue with the science, Tony. No, no, you can't. You're right, Craig. Spe- spe- <laughs> no, 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 no testing. Not yet. Um, speaking of your body, uh, yeah, you're coming off a. Let's keep it clean. No, no, no. If you say it's beautiful, I will hold it against you. Well, I'm looking at it with your shirt off. I'm- <laughs> strange, strange why you have your shirt off for a podcast, but that's fine. Um, coming off a knee injury, um, being on the other side of 40, and we've got a one of the young up and coming talents in Melbourne, Tyson, coming off his second knee injury. Have you got any thoughts uh, to send out to Tyson? Uh, oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Tyson's a, a real good kid, and I really felt for him when his puny, skinny boy leg shattered under the impact of losing every match he's ever been in. So, uh, you know, I, I felt really bad when I saw that happen. Fortunately, he's young and he's incredibly driven. And if he managed to come back from one ACL injury in record time, you know, he knows what he's doing now. It should be even easier this time. So uh, he doesn't need my advice, um, but I'll give him my blessing. Who who are you looking forward to wrestling now that you've you've got your wrestling license back? Who oh. has popped? Who's popped up that you wouldn't mind uh, teaching a thing or two to? Excellent question. Uh, before I wrapped I up four years, yeah, yeah, two years, been a few years. Um, before I wrapped up wrestling four years ago, the guy I always wanted to wrestle was uh, Robbie Eagles. And now that he's an international superstar and I'm a bottom-feeding Australian scab leech, it can only benefit me more to get in the ring with him. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's going to pay for that, not me. So if I'm looking at sort of new wrestlers coming up, uh, I'd really like a piece of Edward Dusk, partly because I know Australian wrestling fans, you know, aren't particularly gifted in the sphere of comprehension and they'll think we're the same person because we're both roughly at the same height with dark long hair and beards so that will be enjoyably confusing um i'd love to get a proper uh piece of ant cover he uh really rubbed me the wrong way when i was uh studying for my cert four in super grappling at uh the mcw academy so i'd I'd like the chance to beat the christ out of him uh (laughs) and shame him despite his enviable sexy physique uh, I am always down for another match with Mad Dog. I think he and I are going to fight each other until we sort of come apart like crumbling cheese. And, um, oh, Em and the Kid. 
I would like to wrestle Emin the Kid. I think he's flashy. I think he's got class. Uh, he carries himself like a superstar. And, you know, I want to get in and beat the Christ out of him before he's too big to wrestle. Would you be interested in having a uh, change of jacket match with Emin the Kid? Do I if you run your one of his fancy jackets? Oh, I could tear the sleeves off, which, let's face it, is the only way I'm going to fit into the damn thing if it's tailored for him. So, yeah, yeah that sounds like a good idea. Another thing that I've heard about for you, mate, is the, the way that people are actually taking advantage of your lovable and, and generosity and your nature, I suppose is the way to put it. Loverboy did it a couple of years ago where you effectively gave all to that boy and he took advantage of it in the end. It seems like your brother's doing exactly the same. Are you concerned about that? I've spent a long time sort of passing over everything that went down between Lockie and I and how I feel about that. Uh, and the solution I came to is to beat him half to death at the next WrestleRock, and that's my plan because, you know, he thought he could run and hide from me and he can't because it's a small industry and I'm going to work everywhere like a massive sweaty whore. So uh, he'll get his. As far as Gore, on some level, I do wonder whether he's not so much taking advantage of my kindness as trying to exercise it out of me. Because like he said, when he confronted me uh, and apparently was disgusted at the idea that I turned down the Legends contract altogether, just a team with my brother, that I chose my relationship with him over the Legends contract. And uh, at point blank range, even under the mask, I could see the disgust. So part of me does wonder whether... This is uh, Gore trying to drive out some of my softness and my compassion and my consideration and every other wretched element of growth that's happened in me as a person over the last few years. Maybe that's his plan. Uh, I guess he thinks if he just beats me severely enough, I'll stop being less of, you know, as he said, a sensitive pussy. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, he told me he's going to throw you to Fitzroy, so... <laughs> Well, that's okay. My favourite uh, Indian restaurant in Fitzroy. That'll all work out. Oh. <laughs> do, do you think, like, looking, if you're going to become a mentor to another up-and-coming wrestler in the future, do you have to change your mentorship, seeing know, that you know, the last two guys that you've taken under your wing have turned everything you've taught them against you? I think in some ways that stands as a recommendation of the Crackerjack wrestling mentorship of excellence. Like, if I'd taught Lockie a whole bunch of tricks and tips and survival tactics and methods and means in which to be successful in professional wrestling, and then he lost against me, that is not exactly a recommendation of the program. Instead, I prepared him so adequately that he gave me permanent brain damage. So, you know... <laughs> That's a stand, that's a solid reference. I mean, I, I he, he hasn't written a reference for me yet, but I still stand him as a reference for the program. And I think Gore as well is a testament to the work I've done for him. Like, frankly, we all know that if I hadn't stepped in and taken the reins for his career, he would still be clumsily mashing shit nut munches in the third tier feds of Australian wrestling. I have elevated him from the muck, I have spared him the tedium of wrangling with low-level little king politics to teach him how to be a fucking star. And if he wants to use those teachings to beat me half to death, well, they're good on him, because at least then I know they work. Maybe he should get a goat to be his manager. <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust him with livestock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Well, just to be clear, I think he'd eat it, not fuck it. <laughs> I just wanted to clear that up just in case there was any, yeah. any confusion there. Yeah. Yeah, I only went good. one way. It definitely wasn't yeah. clear. I wasn't <laughs> yes. Well, it could go a couple. So. <laughs> it was clear to me, Lyle. Uh, I've seen the mask. It's, uh, it's good to be fleshy. <laughs> Word association, Cracker, if you could help me out, please. I'm going to give you a word. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. And if you could give me the first thing that comes into your head. Lover boy. Oh, um, disappointment. Solvo soap. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, um, Australian tragedy. Yeah, and wrestler tragedy too. It sounds like as well. Yeah, Wrestlers and mechanics too. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Look for lots of wrestlers with uh, shifty brown palms and badly tanned ankles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gore. <sighs> A family. Yeah, Milo. Um, oh, poor man's protein powder. Yeah. <laughs> Final one. Staple gun. Means to an end. Mm. Yeah. To the, yeah, to a the sensitive end. Into your mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Often the means to the sensitive end of a wrestler. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if, I, if I can ask, is there any thought in your mind about the return to wrestling and the possibility of re-injuring yourself? Is that something uh, that crosses your mind? Why would you ask that question? <laughs> Well, he is now. Look, now that uh, you put it in his head, Tony. Yeah, look, I'd, I'd like to say that I just, you know, had the, the courage to not even consider that. But I think about it all the time. Uh, in some ways, I, you know, was lucky to survive my final match. Uh, I'm lucky to have the quality of life I have now, even in the wake of a permanent brain injury and then blowing my knee out on that stupid fucking film set just so I could meet Gary Sweet. So, you know, I... Um, you know, I do think that because, like, right now, I'm about as healthy as I've been for four or five years. And so mm. maybe I'm a massive, stupid bastard for coming back to wrestling. And this is all a terrible idea. And uh, in less than a month from now, I'll be lying on the bloodstained canvas of the Thornbury Theatre with my legs bent backwards like a goddamn emu thinking, why did I do this stupid thing? What the hell was I thinking? I got out and then I came back in. So, yes, I think about that all the time. But then I think in the cavalcade of self-harm I expose myself to on a daily basis in many ways, bell-to-bell -bell wrestling is a drop in the ocean. So fuck it. Why not? Well, as I do consider ourselves friend, I, friends, I do ask that when you are lying there in the pool of blood in a crumbled heap. <laughs> when? I said if. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> if you are. As your friend and person who has to <laughs> you. If you are, could we have the exclusive interview the next Wednesday? Uh, no, I'll be selling it to a new idea. <laughs> um, I never got the, uh, the Brooksy and Kellyanne wedding, but I'm going to give them this exclusive. Uh, fair enough, too. Speaking of uh, people making stupid decisions, um, <laughs> how, do you feel, how do you feel about your old sparring partner, um, Tommy Hellfire's uh, decision to stay an extra week on maths? I've not been following it because... 
reality TV is shithouse. But I, um, I have been paying attention to other people talking about it. And firstly, I was stunned and amused to see, you know, old enemy and all around son of a bitch, Tommy Hellfire, being portrayed as uh, a sensitive flower in all this. I just keep waiting for him to uh, boggle those mad eyes of him and put her through a table. So, I mean, really, and, you know, maybe we will. So uh, I think it's a giant con. Anyone who spends any time in the ring with Tommy Hellfire knows he's a violent, destructive turd. I don't buy the nice guy act for a second, and it's only a matter of time before he beats the Christ out of someone on that show. Well, I mean, he was pretending he'd never tanned before last night, so... What? <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, don't get me wrong. He should have tanned more frequently than he did. Uh, but <laughs> I, I still he was hairy sure enough to cover for he's hairy enough to cover for a lot of that. No, he wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> now everyone's going to be pulling back because of the discontinuation of the Salvo soap. So yeah, yeah. No, look, we'll just push on with it. But uh, you know, again, you just you just can't do the after ten cleanup like you used to. Yeah. So. If, if Cracker Jack was to go on a reality TV show, I know, I know you think they're shit, but um, if you had to pick one to go on, what would it be? Um, oh, you know, it's not fair to say they're shit. Uh, like, they're a remarkable example of constructing narratives more through editing than anything else, uh, which, you know, doesn't make them reality by a variety of metrics. But it's like, you know, I, I can't deny the craftsmanship there. But I've never really wanted to be on one. <laughs> it sounded like a terrible idea. And I really don't want to expose that much myself to the world. I've got some barriers. Um, if I was going to be on any, I would be on, oh shit. What was it? Sylvania Waters. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would have thought Big Brother would have suited you down. To the I room. was thinking Big Brother. Nah, nah. Uh, he's already got no, experience like... being, he's already got <laughs> experience yeah, from yeah. being deserved I... on, on an island. Yeah, you know, we, you know, let's. We all know that you know. Three weeks in, I'd be the guy who's gone into the diary room to write my thoughts on the walls in my own feces just to liven the whole operation <laughs> up. So, you know, big, big brother, I, smell this. Yeah, yeah, I'd be lacerating myself and jacking off in the middle of the lounge room. You can't show it, so I can do it. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. So besides uh, Palomar with Nolan Dono, what else? Um, he's a little trash. I just race around the world counts. I reckon I would have enjoyed that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd love to see you on first dates. First dates, yes. You get to see more of the. Well, you know, I, I, I'm the guy who helped Lucky find love. So, you know, clearly I'm not completely lacking in yeah, the, the, cool. the realm of romance. Is there still anything going on between you and his mum? It's, uh, she still makes me chilly. Uh, we catch up once a month to discuss, uh, well, you know, mainly we just talk about how worried we both are about her son. But, yeah. you know, there's a bit of a rift now that I've actually, you know, set plans to beat the Christ out of him at the next mm. Wrestle Rock. That's uh, like, uh, do it for her. She's wanted to beat the shit out of that kid for 27 years. It's a long time coming. <laughs> Cracker Jack, we do thank you for joining us. As we said, we're so proud of the fact that uh, you've worked your way back in to the wrestling ring and we're looking forward to seeing how things go in a month's time uh, at Thornbury Theatre when you take on your brother, Gore. It is going to be. Uh, I, I thought I'd come back and ease myself into it. I thought I'd have a match with one of those rookies. 
and I could slap the brand, you know, have the uh, the CM Punk ease myself into it type of thing. And instead, I'm beginning with the biggest challenge of my entire career. So, Jesus Christ, it's a terrible idea. I encourage anyone who's remotely curious about seeing fraternal violence and a man beaten to death by a larger man uh, to uh, get tickets. They're on sale uh, from the 21st of March. So, yeah, check it out. Uh, otherwise, and if I survive that, you'll start to see me at other places around town and God help us, maybe even around the country. Mm, well, God knows they can watch you graduate as well. That'll be um, that'll be live on Sunday. Yes, on, yeah, that's live, but that'll be going up. So you can see my my ill-fated graduate. It really it peaked with the hat, and then it went down from there. But I finally yeah. got to wear one of those uh, flat mortarboard graduation hats. That was a real treat. Yeah, a bit disappointing you didn't throw it in the air. I did throw it in the air. You did throw it in the air. Did you? And it nearly came down, cut one of the commentator's throats open. Honestly, I wish I'd held on to it when Gore attacked me. I could have, like, spun it at him like one of those yeah. the ninja weapons. Like a ninja thing, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It might have bought me some time to leg it out of the building. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, all the best. Uh, we'll talk again soon, I'm sure. Thank you very much, gentlemen. Take it easy. Mac and Jack joining us here on The Turnbuckle. To the show, we welcome Jules onto the mic. Hello, Jules. How are you? How are you? Oh, we're great. We just had a lovely chat with uh, Cracker Jack, didn't we, boys? Oh, yes. I mean, we had a lovely chat with him. He probably wouldn't have enjoyed talking to us that much. No, 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 he probably didn't. But we did have a lovely chat with him and got into uh, his mind a little bit and worked out what gets And we'll never going. be the same again. No, exactly. Yeah. And that mind could change again next week. Um, at least you delivered, Tony. You said you'd get him on. And um, how many times did he ignore your phone calls and your texts before him eventually just crumbling? You're like, oh, I've got to shut this bloke up. Well, to be fair, we're recording at 8 o'clock on a Wednesday evening and I didn't know until 7.45. Yeah, You told us it was all lined up. I was bullshitting. <laughs> you, know what I, you know what I actually it, had? I'd gone through a couple of our old interviews and cut up all his answers. Ah. I was actually going to play them in case he didn't come on. You were a little bit more prepared and you did ask more questions uh, this this week than normal. So, um, If anyone listened last week, Tony, they know you've been doing some fair bit of bullshitting lately. Yes. You didn't do a competition with Crackers, did you? 2022 (laughs) is a year of bullshit. I think we just come out of a year of bullshit. No, we've got two years we've of come it. Come out of two years of bullshit. And I've learned pretty well. <laughs> hey, uh, speaking you of bullshit, Cody Rhodes leaving AEW. That's, tell me that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. I've, got, I've got my uh, bullshit radar up as well. <laughs> I just, I don't know, the cynical uh, wrestling fan in me, it screams work, but um, it must be a deep, deep work and not too many people know about it for, um, like, you know, the Melts and the Sean Ross Saps going with it as a shoot because, you know, they're reporting that they haven't been told otherwise. So. Also, the um, the Bucks didn't tweet congratulations immediately. That took a long time before they said anything. It wasn't – it didn't seem orchestrated. Yeah. Well, they might have had morning mass. 
And if there was, it's not Sunday. Um, yeah, churches are open every the, day, aren't they? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, but also, it's hi, Wally. Um, <laughs> also, the fact that people backstage at Raw were talking about it the day before, and they knew the announcement was coming. That seems to me like there's some truth in the fact that he's talking to other companies. Yeah, and look, I think that if he's talking to other companies, apart from the one, the the Fed, um, they all work with AEW. So is it really a departure? If it, if I think he's going to WWE. Yeah, I, I'm going to put some solid money down. I'm not going to say how much. Solid money, probably a $2 coin. He's not going to WWE. It's all a big work. He's going to do his like he did before and create his wish list and do a tour of companies who work with AEW and then shock return comes back for a big match. But he could yeah. do that while he's with AEW. No, but he might. So when he, come, when he comes back, if it is all an elaborate work and you know, could be months, six months away, does that mean his stipulation of never going for the AEW title is now thrown out the window and he comes back even bigger heel? Yeah. Um, that's good. I I hope it's uh, not a work. I hope he does show up in AEW. I think it's better. Uh, WWE, sorry. I think it's better for the wrestling fan. Someone's going from the other side, um, shaking it up. You know, crazy. Sign a two or three year deal, make some big money again. Um, showing other guys at AEW that are not getting used. That hey, you can jump the other way as well, which we're going to I mean, see. Uh, we're going to see shortly Everyone can't anyway. jump the other way. Everyone can't jump the other way. You've got to remember, Cody's not Sean Spears. Like, Cody has really good name value in WWE before he left. He's also the guy who started essentially AEW. He's mm. the guy who spearheaded the revolution. Without Cody Rhodes, there's no AEW. There's no 10,000 seat indie show. Um, he is the one guy I never expected to 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 do this. Um, he can go straight into the main event picture at WWE and be the biggest star he's ever been. Like he he could be the he can be the guy in WWE if he's used properly. It's a big if, obviously, because they don't use many people properly. But yeah. he can be on the Lesnar and Lashley level straight away. Yeah, I think he needs if he does go back. It should be. A bit like a Lesnar's contract. He's got um, a little bit of creative uh, input into it because Cody, we've seen it. He can tell stories amazingly. You know, he got me excited to watch Nick Aldis for Christ's sake. So if <laughs> he's. Mickey James is excited to watch him. <laughs> yeah. So um, it's interesting. As a wrestling fan, you know, this kind of stuff is what we want. This is uh, what we grew up with. Well, we haven't had this. Since WWE we teenagers. Yeah, WCW. So it's it's good. Um, I'm all for it. But I think it's mm. a work. I wonder if him and Shane are going to the same retreat for a few weeks. They might well, just they, be no, having a chat at some island somewhere. They could start up another company. The two of them with Jeff Jarrett, GFW, get it really going. Wow. You know? Is there... I mean, Cody could turn up in Saudi Arabia. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Hey, uh, speaking of people going away and coming back, there's a bit of a rumour doing the traps at uh, Stone Cold. Could be in WrestleMania. Yeah, 19 yeah. years later after his last match, um, 
Jesus. That's one way to get uh, the news cycle get away from Cody Rhodes talk, I guess. Yeah. Uh, rumors of Stone Cold are coming back. Um, obviously, you know, being a 40 year old. Stone Cold versus KO? Oh, it has to be. If KO's already leaning into shitting on uh, Texas and everything in Texas, there's. And using the stunner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been using that for years. So I think it's a no brainer. And I, if, if and when Stone Cold beats KO, it's not going to hurt KO. Well, apparently, Stone either. Cold's put a ring up at his house. What? That, that wouldn't shock me. He's got bloody 17 hectares. Of land, um, yeah, put a ring up unless you want to roll around, surely. Of course, of course. But talk about but shitting on talking about shitting on things, though. It, it isn't it shitting on if if the theory about Cody Rhodes is right, isn't it a bit shitty to wrestling fans to bring in Cody Rhodes and do all of the things that you talk about and make him a big star and then bring in Stone Cold for WrestleMania? Doesn't it just take the edge off that? That's why I think it's not happening. There are two days of WrestleMania to fill. But do they want so they to got do Ronda. They got Ronda to main event as well one night. Um, you know, it's whether that's, you know, and a Brock Lesnar main event, you know, Stone Cold in a semi main event after 19 years could be interesting. Um, Cody could be the more, the, Cody, Cody could be the raw after Mania. Well, that's a fair point. That's the, the day they have the big returns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm all for it. I know, you know, Talent and other wrestling fans may hate it that, you know, Ronda Rousey gets to come in for a little run and steal a spot of someone she's more deserving. Doing, she's, and, she's, doing, and Brock, she's doing she's doing 15 months, though. Yeah, I'm just talking. You can't I'm call not that saying, stealing I'm not, a spot. Well, people do. That's what I'm talking. I'm not talking about my, my Idiots opinion. Idiots do. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about, if you let me finish. And then Stone Cold will be... Stone, Stone, Cold, Stone Cold will be doing the same thing, stealing a, a spot, um, you know, like a Lesnar does. And, you know, it's all right now that it's Lesnar a... comes out with a cowboy hat, so now he's cool again um, for the wrestling community. Uh, There's a wrestler on that roster who wouldn't want to wrestle Stone Cold and get yeah, the but, summer. Yeah, but only one person's going to wrestle him. But, and everyone my... else will be excited to share a locker room with him. The best take, look, I didn't watch the Attitude Era and it doesn't pop me, but the best take that I saw today was someone saying that they love Stone Cold and they love all of the things that he did and they love the the um, beer truck, the milk truck, all of that, all of those stories that he told and, that, and that's exactly why they don't want to see him at WrestleMania. Just let it go. Well, what yeah. wrestling match are you going to see? What, how good is it going to be? I don't care about the wrestling match. I want the entrance and I want the celebration. Just so the match in. is irrelevant. Maybe he, does the maybe he does the entrance and then does a podcast inside the ring. <laughs> maybe that's his WrestleMania spot. That's what he's good for. No, no. We, we, we've seen him come down and be the entrance and be the host of WrestleMania and then give a stunner to just some random jabroni. Actually, I know the match is probably going to be rubbish, but they can work around the limitations. He's, what, 57? He's only six years older than he's, Chris Jericho. He's younger he's than Sting. Shape. If he gets... Cosmetically, he's in good shape. Whether his body can, you know, a, a seven or eight he won't minute be taking match. bumps. No, I, I understand that, um, but I, I'm I'm all for it. The, the the kid in me wants to see it. I think the build up and the promos with those two guys in the ring it will, will be fire. If especially Stone Cold's not going to come in not giving his hundred percent, whatever his hundred percent capability is now. 
at 57 and neck injuries and knee injuries. Uh, his promos are going to – he'll be super invested. Kevin Owens, obviously, is great in any position they put him in. I'm excited for it. I know it's probably not going to live up seven to the I'll take a seven-minute Stone Cold match over another Goldberg match. Oh, for sure. Oh, and, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And well, look, I think the promos are going to be fire. And the one thing I want to see him training for is catching beers because that's what people are pop for. I don't think he's ever lost it when it comes to catching beers. You've still got it. <laughs> what? Yeah, and then after he stuns Kevin Owens, obviously – you know, pick him up, give him the hug in the ring, which is you know, the thing to do again. in wrestling. And then give him a beer, stun him again. Crowd goes home happy. You know, oh. well, then the main event starts. Um, <laughs> and he can stun both of them on their entrance. It, it will be strange after 19 years, Stone Cold coming back, and he'll be pushed as the biggest thing. And probably not. Uh, he won't need to be pushed the main as event. the biggest thing. He's automatically the biggest thing. He's Yeah, but no he, won't star... be in the, he won't be in one of the main events. That's... No. Going to be weird, but no star shone brighter for such a short time in the history of this of the industry. It's he's an he's a unique, unique persona. He certainly is. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. We uh, brought this up with Cracker a little bit earlier on. It was nice to see that he had some beautiful words to say about Tyson and his upcoming surgery. No, he had it today. Had it today, Tony, or yeah. yesterday. He had it yesterday. Oh, yes, because we're released yesterday. tomorrow. Yes, yeah. true. Okay. Uh, yeah. How, how was he? Do we know? He said Two it was good. Up. The surgeon's happy. Cool. Um, so he's, yeah, he'll be out of, by the time we're talking, people listening now, he'll be either home or on his way home. And he said he's ready to get stuck into the rehab. Um, he's happy that the surgery's happened so early in the year and he's really positive. So it's good. Excellent. Yeah. Like what Cracker uh, said, he's been through it before. He's still really young. He knows to what, what to expect now with rehab because, um, you know, with an ACL, it can be a mind game as well because you're not progressing. It, it takes forever to progress. It's very, very small results. Um, but he's been through that before. Um, yeah, we wish him the best of luck. He's in good spirits at the minute. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, he's to... high on endone at the minute. Makes well, um, backs to the future. Without a doubt. Hashtag backs to the future because where he's going, he doesn't need Cody Rhodes. I was on. He's still in a lap. I didn't. Yeah. Uh, but like what Tyson was able to do in a really short time after his last injury was to become one of the more compelling heels, definitely in the Melbourne scene, but I'd argue in the whole country. So, um, all of the stuff he's going through now, it's going to be just more fuel for the fire. So um, I'd expect to see him possibly, I mean, possibly late this year if it, if his rehab goes as well as the last one did, but definitely early next year, um, yep. spitting fire. Yep. And if you want to support him, check out, he's got a new shirt up on uh, Big Cartel backslash uh, Tyson Baxter. Uh, oops, I did it again. Uh, very good. Very funny. Um Grab it, grab or just reach out to him. Yep. He's a good kid. Like, send him a tweet. Uh, he loves that stuff. All right. So, moving on to our review of MCW from last weekend, boys. How was the main event, cool. Tony? Well, I saw half of it. I saw half of it. I saw five blokes eliminated. Yep. Which How was five? the rest of it? 
it was a good show. I, I enjoyed it. Um, there were some really, really good matches, you, as you'd expect from an MCW show. When um, they introduced a lot of new guys, uh, which was which was cool to see Wake out there, um, to see Guac out there, Zan Wen. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was good fun. Who else did we see out there? Yeah, uh, Lily Blaze, uh, Hector Jones. Yeah, he was more in a squash match. You know, you know, Guac murdered him pretty quick. But seeing uh, different talent pop up that you're not expecting surprises. So it had a had really great wrestling. Had a couple of good stories coming out of it. Um, fresh faces. It's like a, what you want from a wrestling show. Um, like you said, Wake. He he's going to kill himself for his opponent. Um, Wake's got a lot of ring. upside. Wake's got a lot of upside because he can be used in sort of any role and to, to work a squash match, but he really got the crowd behind him in the time he was there. Um, I think he's I think you're gonna see a lot of him at MCW. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in the he's in the Ascension tournament, isn't he? He is. Is he? So is he, I hope we get to see a bit more of him. One of my Bruce. favorites is in that tournament as well, Jarvis. Jarvis. Jarvis game. So, you know. And the opening, the opening match, Royce, Victoria. Matt yeah, that was a, that was a brilliant match. Yeah. yeah. It's the, one of the quality of that match and the chemistry of those two guys was like, it's like they were born to wrestle each other. Yeah. Yeah. And now I've, that, that match is going to be ran back. I think other promotions are, you know, a Renegades, you know, death match where Matt Diamond popped up the other week, you know, PWA. This could happen anywhere, um, which is good. I want to see it. They've got great chemistry in the ring. Um, looking forward to more rematches. Oh, and if maybe furthering see... this, maybe furthering the story of uh, Royce Chambers versus PWA, if uh, Robbie Eagles post-match comments or anything to go by. Very... Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Good little shout-out by Robbie. Um mm. So, I think um, Royce was even surprised by that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, overall, good good show, Tony. The the main event, um, yeah, I thought it, I thought it went well. Yeah, the Pereira are great at what they do. I want to see them more on you know in the eastern states, so we can you know especially in Melbourne. Yeah, um, they're very underrated um, on this side. Uh, so I want to see them over here. Once a month, so against all the other tag teams, you know, BDE. Um, you know. I also, if you want to catch the show, because it was, it honestly was a really good show. Um, so if you want to catch it, it'll be up on Vimeo on Sunday um, and stay tuned. It, it may pop up somewhere else as well, just waiting on confirmation. Yeah, the way Team Icon just... <laughs> Grabbed the heat out of the crowd was fantastic. Did a really good job. Oh, he's a prick, that Rocky Monero, isn't yeah, he? Isn't he? No wasted he's motion with that guy, that's for sure. <laughs> so the reason, and I need to clarify this now after what we said in the intro, and well, you disappeared on us. Well, I did disappear. No on man you, left behind. No, Tony. So I got a message from a mate of mine who said, I've, "We've got well, a we ticket. The bloke didn't turn up to Lucha Fantastica." Do you want to come down and watch it? I've got a spare ticket because it was totally sold out. I thought, well, I've never been to a Lucha night before. So I got oh, there just in time. Either. I got there just in time for the main event, which was fantastic. So the main event was K1 
COVID versus vaccine. It was Slade Mercer as Novak Djokovic in the tennis gear with a guy in a red suit with COVID written on the front versus a guy in a blue body suit with Vax and JJ Ferno as Dan Andrews. Apparently that was meant to be someone else's seat. Oh, was it? Hmm. JJ stole it last minute. Well, there were no seats at the venue. So no, I, I mean think the, the match. Oh, but no, I'm just saying there was no seats at the venue. Everyone so JJ got up. there early in the day. It was seriously like I'd walked into a nightclub. It was everyone was standing up. They were around like the a, ring. Isn't it like it was, a shop? Amazing What's atmosphere. The venue like? Good atmosphere, Tony. Right, big atmosphere, especially when uh, vaccination beat COVID. As How if much yeah, was going happen. around. I don't think there's enough silliness in wrestling. Obviously, it needs to be sillier, clearly. Yeah. JJ Ferno's final spot off the roof onto, onto uh, Novak Djokovic was just amazing. And it was great to see Slade Mercer. I haven't seen Slade for ages. So it was fantastic to catch up with him and say hello. And he did say good day to you boys as well. Of course, a, a big friend of the show. Yeah. Well, uh, good day. Definitely big. He's about six foot four, six foot five, isn't he? Yeah. Huge. Uh, Hopefully uh, he sticks around in Melbourne uh, and a lot of promo- he starts popping up in other promotions. Now that he's uh, he's back down here, you I know. can tell you he's got a role in uh, Young Rock. Wade. Young That's, Rock, uh, yeah, but, yeah, Brutus, yeah, Brutus Bub Beefcake. And I saw the photos. He showed me some photos. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Really looks like him. Good. I believe yeah. he's playing the booty man. <laughs> so now, Zodiac. First time, as I said, I've never been to Lucha Fantastica, and the atmosphere is electric. Absolutely. Well, so we'll, have to, we'll have to tag along next time, Tony. Yeah. Uh, get, us, get us a couple See, of tickets Tony there, mate. I'll see if I can get you a ticket. Thanks, mate. Uh, we've got an important Renegades announcement, haven't we, Moshi? Um, well, it was I mean, announced earlier it, today. It was just announced today at 11 o'clock. Um, that Renegades have announced their first show. Um, let me just bring up the date. I can give you the the venue. It's going to be held at the Collingwood Town Hall, Ooh. which is a beautiful venue. On Hall Street, yeah, fantastic. Um, the it will take place on April the thirtieth, and the big announcement is that Jonah Rock will be appearing. That's huge. That is huge. That's that's, amazing. that's that's making a statement. That that's, is huge. That's coming out, coming out, and obviously there's so much wrestling uh, going on in Melbourne. Uh, you know the market is you know probably going to be saturated by the middle of the year. Fans are going to be sport for choice, but that's coming out of the ga- uh, gates all gun blazing. Oh, let's... that's going to be Jonah's first match in Australia in in years, and um, it's. I think it's almost not. You, you, you're not gonna. You're gonna want to be in that room. You can't miss that show. Mm. Yep, it's literally colossal. He's, he's going to need to a lot of t-shirts. When I said it was almost like they just announced Liger was going to be at PWA. <laughs> I, I thought he was on a roller coaster. I cannot wait. Well, she, you've got an amazing network of people in the wrestling industry. I'm going to make as you set me a challenge last week. Yeah. <laughs> Any chance, maybe? Let's see what I can do. 
We'll ask the question. Okay. I know that he left Lyle on red, so we can't promise anything. Um, see how we go. No. Well, especially if he, is he still in the states? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then we're gonna have to get up early one morning if it's gonna happen. I'm up early every morning. Lyle will be able to sleep in and still do it. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'm up at 5 a.m. every morning. (laughs) Yeah, don't worry. If I'm going to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning to do it, I don't want to do it. Forget about it. Well, someone's got to to make sure they're recording it, mate. Can't trust us, especially that early. (laughs) Now, big news. Well done, Renegades. Jonah Rock to appear on their first show, April the 30th at the Collingwood Town Hall. Not mucking around. Not at all. Uh, and th- this is an interesting one. I, I can't remember the last time we had a triple header on the same day of promotions down here in Melbourne. I've known of a lot of double headers, but to have MCW, DMDU and PCW all wrestle on the same night being March the 12th, that's a uh, big night. I think we might have some wrestlers doing the mad dash across town um, on that day. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, yeah. Phil Collins. Look, <clears throat> There's not wrestling on that you like. There's something wrong with you, because um, you've got three of Melbourne's main promotions um, all on at the same time. Could you do MCW match one, DMDU match four, and then main event at PCW? Oh, I've got a challenge for you, Tony. You did. You did leave for another main event uh, last week. Uh, Maybe Matt Twelve. You go from uh, from the arrow at the Fir Tree Gully. (laughs) I'd suggest starting at PCW and working your way back. Though you reckon? If you watch Matt the the first match at seven (laughs) thirty, you see the first match in Fir Tree Gully. You may see the main event when you get back to the city. Oh, let's see if we can do it. I'll accept the challenge. I like it. All right. I like it. All right, we'll do all three. And you got to wear your wrestling mask the whole time like you did at Lucha. All right. I want you celebrating as you walk into each room too. <laughs> <laughs> now, this, this is what's going to happen. You know, wrestling fans are going to gonna have to split their time, you know, really put their money where they want it to go. You know, there's going to be some tough choices. All right, you know, like the three of us, you know, the four of us, we're going to have to pick, you know, maybe – Tony goes to see one show, you know. Well, if, I do, if I do all three and you boys pick one show, I'll have a photo with you at each show. <laughs> stick that in the pool room. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so, but no, you know. didn't, didn't like Grand Slam run the same night as a sold-out Thornbridge show for MCW at that yeah, time? It, yeah, it did. There was, there was something like 3,000 people watching Loki Wrestling yeah. in one night. So there's definitely an audience there and um, PCW's audience is rusted on. They will sell out that show. Um, the other thing about it also, Volshi, is that due to COVID, shows aren't predicting their dates or are putting their dates up way ahead. So it's really hard for other promotions, I suppose, to sort of know about what's happening because everyone's sort of like just keeping it only a month or two in advance. No one's really done their year calendar. Oh, oh, well, yeah. 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 Um, so you're right, PCW, PCW have had to reschedule because of a COVID outbreak among their workers. That's why their date has had to change. So yeah, okay. this is because of COVID. There you go. Hey, so uh, it's exciting. Uh, yeah, it is. It's extremely exciting. Uh, WWE Elimination Chamber. We're going to see a, a title change hands in that? 
I wouldn't have thought so this close to WrestleMania, but stranger things have happened. Saudi Arabia, um, isn't it? Yeah. So they've got to give him something apart from an old pop from uh, an old maybe legend. Maybe Dana Brooke will drop the 24-7 title. Yeah. What about Cody? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, think he'll point. win the 24-7 title. It'll be <laughs> hard you never know. Him. It'll be hard to sneak him into Saudi Arabia without anyone knowing. The way they booked him in the past, they'll be lucky to get a sniff at the 24-7 title, to be fair. <laughs> oh, well, Stardust, I'm sorry. Right now. Stardust, Stardust will win mm. the 24-7 title. So who'll, yeah. be the, who'll be the legend that turns up to Saudi uh, Arabia? I've got a theory, though. Yeah. And it's somebody that we've already talked about on the podcast. I reckon it's Brutus right. the Barber, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, because from what I've heard, they love someone who's got a gimmick of cutting up other people's body parts in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> See ya. Yeah, yeah drop the mic. <laughs> Off you go. He's had, he's had two good ones tonight. I think he, he has. That's the quota. That's he, the quota. Oh, but he's you had one be- good one. <laughs> you didn't understand the first one. That was your problem. Um, Nobody yeah. ever understands. But yeah, look, human human rights atrocities aside, I'm sure it'll be a showcase of the mortals. Is it time to bring Hulk Hogan back? Never. Uh, we're running over time. We don't want to upset any journalists who might be writing stories about us. So, well, uh, to be fair, it's the journalists <laughs> that um, get their body parts cut off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're not yeah. the ones that have to worry, Tony. Okay. Uh, Friday night, UPW night quarter on the Sunshine Coast. Do we know where that is on the Sunshine Coast? Is it Maruchidor, Noosa? I don't know, but I'll ask my sister Gabucha. to go. Over. She's living up there mm. now. Saturday, the 19th of February, RCW reanimated at the Adelaide Fringe. TCW, Annihilation 9 in Launceston or 1X. And QWA, high stakes, high stakes, I should say, in Pimlico. What? Pimlico. Licking the pins. Is that anywhere near Cockburn? Pimlico. Adrenaline, new beginnings in Seaford. No, that's and been postponed as well, Tony. Which has I'm it really? To. Yeah, COVID Why as well. you take it off? Because it was already after that, and I told him in pre-production before you guys got on. That's been postponed as well, Tony. So to there the, the 13th of the 12th, Mar- will they? The 13th of March, a Sunday afternoon show, bell time so 4.30. Um, we have absolute proof that I don't listen to you, Lyle, at all. That, uh, that's 100%. And you read what is written down on the run sheet. to be fair, Tony, it's not a bad decision to not listen has, to Hasn't steered you wrong this far, so keep going. Uh, DMDU are taking back Sundays in Footscray. That is Garrow. at the... Oh, it's not Footscray. I didn't think it's Footscray. Well, it says Footscray it's on Yarrow, there. It's more Yarraville. It's more Yarraville. Yeah, no, Yarraville. It's in Yarraville. It, it says Footscray on their Facebook page. Kindred, so maybe they... Kindred Studios, is it? Yeah, in Yarraville. Yeah, in Yarraville. Yeah, which may Tony collapse H. because they actually started digging the tunnel. And that's it's where right Tony there, so. Jim Sims in front of me, like a real heel. <laughs> We could, we could have done our podcast from there. They've got a podcast studio at Kindred Studios. We, we did look at it. Yeah. You've mm. got a podcast studio in your house, Tony. You haven't invited us back to. No, it's, I want to keep it pristine. Is your house still yeah. a tier one side? Yeah, you invite me there all the time. Yeah, but do you go? 
No. Uh, boys, that's it. Done. Thank you so much for your time as always. Pleasure. A very Thank goodbye, you. Tony. Thank you for tuning in as well, and we'll catch you next week with another big guest right here on the Turnbuckle. I hope we've got a big guest. Yeah, me too. Where's my bloody thing? There it is. <laughs>